And we are back for another crossover episode, Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Steelers. Thank you for making us your first listen to Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Steelers. Crossover edition, playoff edition. And interestingly enough, Sunday night football, I'm really kind of surprised the NFL put this in the Sunday night slot. What's up, Chris Clark? How you doing? It's Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. We're 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 breaking it down. I am also very intrigued that they put this in the Sunday night slot, but I, I think the NFL is probably riding on a high on the way that things ended this weekend to set this game up in the first place. Because they're probably sitting there thinking, and I, I talked about Tony or talked this with Tony Serino on our Tuesday episode of Locked On Steelers. Um, he's always our guest on Tuesdays, but you know, he, we were both like, man, the NFL really didn't think this through about how they set up the playoff games because, you know, if they did play to a tie, what that what would that have done? If it had been like all game long, this could have been this could have backfired. But then it worked out beautifully, like everything does in the NFL, because they can poorly plan everything that they do, but somehow their product is always the best in entertainment. And you had just so many people tuning in just to see wait a minute will this tie actually happen and will the Steelers miss the playoffs yeah and it got really close to happening and that's the crazy thing and and the funny thing to me was watching that game and seeing Steeler fans at that game with jerseys <laughs> on I was sitting there laughing going this is interesting uh but yeah I mean it almost happened and, and without a run without that run that Jacobs broke for 10 yards on third down I don't think they kicked the field goal. I think it doesn't in the tie, and Pittsburgh's not even playing. And I'm talking to Q right now, and not to you. So, <laughs> no, I, I was the same way when I saw when I saw them get to it was when it was third down or so, or, or so and I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a tie. And, and, and it's funny because the whole time in the fourth quarter, when they, when the when the when the Raiders are up 15 points, I'm with you. I'm watching the Steelers fans that are in that stadium, and they're in their Steelers jerseys, and they're like, yeah, we did it. We're going to the playoffs. And then you see them get the fourth and 21 touchdown. And it's like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And then they get another touchdown to tie it. And then you and then they they the cameras started to pan to the, the Chargers fans and the Raiders fans and their stress. I'm like, I don't care about those fans. They 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 know that whoever wins is going. The Steelers fans are the ones that you should look at, and they were just stressed the entire time. And I got to tell you, as a as a, you know as as a person who person who covers the Steelers, who goes to practices, who goes to games, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there on Steelers Twitter, and I'm just I'm kind of I was like enjoying it because it was just hilarious how it was happening, but I was also sitting there like 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 wait a this is happening, and just watching all the meltdowns occur. But truly. The Steelers, I mean, we talked about this before the last time the Steelers played the Chiefs. You you were saying, we, 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 you were saying you're welcome for beating the Chargers. And that that's played a, a, a role in setting up that scenario where the Steelers just needed two teams to not tie in the in the final in the final minutes of the of the regular season. Um, so what a spectacular way to, to set this up. But now you have these two teams that you know the Chiefs. They're in their they're in their prime. This is this is Patrick Mahomes. You know on fire. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. The defense is playing well. Like like they, they have everything they're rolling. And here come the Steelers rolling into town. I, I forget which NFL you know like national person national media person said this, but they said like the Steelers are like the Walking Dead or the un the undead zombie that like somehow snuck into the playoffs. And if and if people aren't careful, they'll eat you alive too. And I'm just like. I kind of feel the same way because the Steelers, they have the worst rushing defense. This, you know, one of the worst rushing offenses. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is at the worst that he's ever been in his career. And yet somehow, and they've sustained serious injuries. And somehow through all of that, 
they're sitting here in the playoffs about to play a game instead of the Browns who were supposed to go to the Super Bowl this year, according to everybody, and the Ravens who did have a lot of injuries, but still they have, you know, they have a, a lot, a lot different of a younger situation going on with their team. Well, and then you look at the fact that it's uh, in Kansas City's perspective, the Chargers, everybody, every single year says the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. Every year. Every year. <laughs> Since like 2005, <laughs> yes. like when they got Phillip Rivers. Right. It's been, this, this is the Chargers year. I've, I've read it so much. And it's never, ha- and it hasn't happened. The Chiefs have won back-to-back six times now. Uh, longest streak in AFC West history. I think longest, maybe the longest streak in, uh, probably not the NFL. But, um, you know, you're sitting here and, the, and you're looking at this game you're absolutely right. <clears throat> this is a completely different game than it was. You know, they played in week 16. This is just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but the Steelers are probably going to be a little bit healthier than they were the last game, uh, at least from the perspective of looking at T.J. Watt. Absolutely. T.J. Watt was coming off an injury, you know, crack ribs, all these other all these other things that he's had to consider. And then you see how he played the last few games for the Steelers, tying Michael Strahan's all-time NFL sack record in less games played uh, with 15 games that he, that he played this season. The Steelers are a little bit different. And, and I got to say, you know, you know, both teams are a little bit different here, Chris, because as we all know, there was a certain superstar tight end who didn't play in the last game, and that could play a significant role. By the way, I'm talking about Pat Frymuth. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead and call him a superstar tight end. That's fine. I'll give you that one. No, he played very well for them. So I think you know he's a very good tight end. Uh I think he has a lot of he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch over the next couple of seasons. He's he's gonna be. I mean, you look at his rookie number, seven touchdowns for a rookie, you know, and and with a with an aged Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I think both you know, tight ends have become such an interesting position in the league where if you have a dynamic guy like Travis Kelsey, it does change everything about about your offense. And you've seen that with the Chiefs. You know, Tyreek Hill is phenomenal, but when you have Travis Kelsey on the field with Tyreek Hill, it opens up so much more for the Miko Hardmans and, and, and the Pringles. Uh, you know, and we saw in this in the Steelers game. Uh, you know, in the Steelers Chiefs game the first time, Pringle and Hardman played such a crucial role because they were able to get open and score touchdowns. Um, you know, you know, for for Patrick Mahomes. But now that you have Kelsey back, that's going to change the dynamics here. But both teams are in different parts of their seasons right now. The Steelers or the Steelers have gotten a couple guys back. We hope, we hope. Fingers across. I'm knocking on wood that no more COVID news comes out for either team. That's the biggest thing here because that struck both teams. That was streaking everyone around the league around the time these two teams played. And now we're seeing okay, the Chiefs. They just have to handle their business here and move on, and and get, and they'll be able to play whoever is the is the highest seed remaining. And then we'll we'll see how how this how this goes and if they can you know if they if either they'll go to Tennessee in the AFC Championship game or if the road to the Super Bowl still goes through Arrowhead. But here are the Steelers sitting there and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but they're feeling like, listen, buddy, this wasn't even supposed to be our year. What do we got to lose? Uh, you know, I love what you said earlier about Ben being aged. It's almost like age, like a fine wine, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that I would go that far with Ben. He's <laughs> gonna played, say- played. No offense, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We're going to talk a little bit more. I want to I want to ask you some questions about the Chiefs here because uh, there's there's they are a different team than they were a few weeks ago when these two teams played. But first, we got to talk to talk about OnlineGambling.com, one of our great sponsors. If you're looking for an edge these days, I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring all of today's podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network's NFL channels. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more. 
to help your, make your bets as informed as ever. OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by pr- providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every mem- every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by the experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing all your bets. OnlineGambling.com is on a mission to, to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting website, giving gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the NFL playoffs. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. And we're continuing here on Locked On on Locked On's Crossover Thursday. Sealers, Chiefs, Chris Carter, Chris Clark, breaking things down for you getting into this week. Now, uh, this is, of course, is Chris Carter speaking. We're talking to Chris Clark. We got two CCs in the bu- building. Uh, but Chris, I got to talk to you about the Chiefs. You know where where they where they are now as far as their offensive weaponry. Because now that Travis Kelsey is back, you know that opens things up. But what's going on in the running back room? Because the Steelers, they're actually they finished in the top ten in pass defense this year. So there's a little bit of confidence from the Steelers fans. They're like saying, "Hey, you know what? Maybe the the, the passing defense can hang in there if they're able to limit the, this Chiefs run game." But what is the Chiefs run game looking right now with the injuries that they've had to suffer this year? It's a great question, and I'm not sure I have a great answer right now. Uh, as we are recording this on Wednesday, they practiced, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Darrell Williams were both limited in practice. Um, you know, Clyde hasn't practiced for the past two weeks. He hurt his shoulder, uh, and Darrell Williams hurt his toe against the Broncos last week. So the question is going to be, are either of those guys going to be healthy? Or are they going to be able to play? I would imagine Clyde is probably the bigger question as opposed to Darrell. Uh, I do think Daryl Williams is going to be available and ready to play. I think Clyde will probably be able to play as well. But the bigger thing for Kansas City really is uh, they have other running backs that can run the ball. So, you know, if they have to go into that game with Derek Gore, who they've used a lot this year, I think that they're going to be happy with him. Uh, and you also have pieces in, you know, Jarek McKinnon, who finally mm-hmm. got touched down as a chief last week. Uh, I think that was big for him. His usage has started to increase, although, you know, with injuries, that's going to happen. Uh, but the other question really is going to be, can you use a guy like McCole Hardman? Can you use a guy like Tyree Kill at times, not necessarily as a running back, but line them up in the running back position and use them to uh, use their skill set coming out of the backfield uh, could really change some things for Kansas City. And to be fair, Kansas City doesn't generally run the ball near as much as a lot of other teams do. But Andy Reid looks at all of those short swing type passes that are going to be screens or just quick outs as more of a running play than a than a passing play. Yeah, I mean that, that's absolutely part of it, you know. And and the, the Chiefs they don't have the big bruiser running backs. They have the smaller guys that are going to they're going to try to fit in different situations. And with that, you know, they're middle of the road in rush in rushing yards, but they also haven't tried to run the ball consistently. And why should you when you have Patrick Mahomes? But for the Steelers, there's also, you know, there's you're a little you're you definitely respect what Patrick Mahomes brings, but I, I think with the Steelers the way they've ranked dead last in, in rushing defense this year, there is a sense that it's like, hey, you know what? If we can just force it to be one-dimensional and our pass rush can get active a little bit and win some of those matchups, maybe get past Orlando Brown and some and, and some of these, these younger offensive linemen, maybe there's a chance that those become game-changing moments and that allows the Steelers to get some short fields in this game. As I've said all throughout this week, 
the Steelers' best chance in this game comes to getting after the quarterback. What have you seen from the offensive line and their growth? We know about Creed Humphrey. We know about Orlando Brown. But what what are, what are they playing like right now heading into the playoffs? That's a great question, and I think that's going to be a key in this game. And something I want to actually talk to you about a little bit later when I ask you questions uh, because of your pass rush. But I, what I will say, you know, when you start looking at this offensive line, I think they're playing very well. Uh, they did have an injury to Lucas Deang. They lost him. Orlando Brown is on the injury report, but he played last week. I expect he's going to be fully uh, able to go. And then you have a guy in Joe Tooney who's playing fantastic. Uh, by some people's metrics, he was a first-team All-Pro uh, at left guard. Uh, he also played left tackle for him when Orlando Brown and Niang were lost for a game uh, against the Bengals a couple weeks ago. So that's something that's kind of interesting. Uh, Creed Humphrey is actually – and, and I know this is high praise, but in according to PFF, Creed Humphrey is the best center that has played called, that has played football this year in mm-hmm. the NFL. <clears throat> so that's just what PFF is saying. I think he's played fantastic. I think he is a huge upgrade over what they've had in the past, uh, and he's done very well. I think he's only allowed ten pressures this year, so that's great as well. Then you have Trey Smith, who is really the mauler of this offensive line, who really likes to get after guys. He's played well as well as another rookie. Uh, the bigger question is going to be Andrew Wiley, which is going to bring me to my question to you later, talking about T.J. Watt, because I think with Watt lined up against Wiley, that's going to be something to watch, definitely. Uh, but Wiley's played pretty well over the past couple of weeks as well. When you start talking about the <clears throat> the Steelers and how they've been the worst run defense, that makes me wonder if Andy Reid's going to look at this game and go, maybe we'll give this game to our offensive line. Maybe we'll give them the ability to go run the ball and try to get out of this game unscathed running the ball because that is the Steelers' weakness. It would make the most sense here, you know, to try and, you know, protect Patrick Mahomes too because beyond just this game, you don't want the team that has now sacked, you know, created the most sacks as a defense for now five years in a row. No one had done it more than two times in years in a row, uh, two years in a row, you know, going into 2017. But now for five seasons in a row, the Steelers have sacked the most quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't want to put Patrick Mahomes at risk too much in this game where he's going to get hurt. And then when you're when you're moving on and you're moving forward you're going to be in trouble there. So that's where I look at, you know, uh, you know, that you know, you have the incentive of attacking, you know, the, the Steelers weakness on defense and attacking um, and, and pre- you know, preserving Patrick Mahomes there. So that's certainly a factor to consider as well, but defensively, you know, one thing that the Steelers, you know, the, the Steelers offense has not been, you know, has kind of, you know, worked its way and helped survive in certain games. They, they've had to turn on in the fourth quarter. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was abysmal for three quarters last week. And then in fourth quarter and overtime, he turns it on and all of a sudden he's he's finding different different receivers across the field. Um, Najee Harris is making big plays again. Uh, but defensively, if there is a weakness to the Chiefs defense, what is the weakness that you're afraid that like the Steelers could get after if certain things start to roll their way? You know, I think that the big question that I have going into this game is, is Kansas City's run defense going to show up? Mm. They struggled a little bit against the Broncos. I think that was something that's uh, hurt them at times. And the one thing I will say, I'm not worried about Ben Roethlisberger running like uh, Drew Locke did. <laughs> that's not going to happen in this game. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, but if they're able to get the run game going, I think that's going to help them. Uh, and you want to make this team one-dimensional, but you also want to make it to where they have to pass on third and long 
And Najee Harris is a fantastic running back. So the question is, can you keep Pittsburgh in a third and five, third and six or more situation? Because if that's the case, then your guys can get after the quarterback like Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram, who you know. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's 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 my that's my recipe too. If I'm if I'm looking at the Steelers, I'm saying, hey, you know, Najee Harris, phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, you want to, but you want to force Ben Roethlisberger to have to be predictable. Um, and you know, but last week he got a little dangerous at the end there. He converted two third and longs and a fourth and long, and was able to keep the Steelers alive in fourth fourth quarter and overtime play. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see if the Steelers find different ways to to switch things up. But my last question to you about the Chiefs' defense here is. You know, when dealing dealing with the secondary, you know, again, I've I've told I told you last time, you know, everyone respects Honey Badger, but I've always liked Juan Thornhill. You know, they got Tervarius Ward back. Everything's working out, you know, working out there. Are there worries in your secondary when it comes to the pass defense about things that could get exploited if you know if, if there's a, if there's been a little bit of lack of discipline at different points that could happen where it's like, hey, this breaks open for an easy play that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to work too hard to make something happen. You know, I think that's a great question, and I think that's a big question going into this game because you're in a scenario where a couple of weeks ago, Kansas City's defense was playing fantastic, and then they go up against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you have a lot of questions as to what happened in that game. And then they go up against the Denver Broncos, and you still have questions about what their defense was doing. They weren't tackling very well, which is something that is reminiscent of how things were going at the, at the beginning of the season. And you have to wonder whether or not they were trying to save themselves for the playoffs. Uh, or what was going on but that's the key here when you look at this defense if they tackle well on the back end and they play where they're supposed to be and they don't have missed assignments I think this defense is going to be in good shape going forward certainly certainly um let I, we, I know I know we got to switch to questions so that you can ask me about stuff that Ben Roethlisberger has been talking about so who, who we got on sponsors on deck for uh, for this show We've been talking about this all week, and here we go again. Chiefs fans, Giants fans, this is Chris Clark with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50%, sorry, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the get upside app. Now the other sponsor that I would like to talk to you about is bet online, but online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as We continue our March to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. <clears throat> all right, so the thing that's really sticking out to me 
going into this game is Ben Roethlisberger talked to the media on uh, Wednesday. Can you tell everybody what he was talking about and, and what he decided he wanted to say? Well, you know, one thing that Ben Roethlisberger's done is he knows that this is the end here. That's why he called a lot of his friends and family to go to the last Steelers Chiefs game uh, because he was he was saying, you know, this is one of the last games he's gonna he's gonna play. That's why he made a big deal about his last you know his last home game against the Browns when he really did like a big send off and Steelers fans really showed up for that. Like this has been. He's absolutely known that this this is pretty much it right here. And so each week he's sort of been savoring that. So now when he comes back this week, you know, he kind of gives an old school Ben Roethlisberger kind of sarcastic tone. Uh, because if you haven't followed Ben Roethlisberger for years, you know, like there's been times when people have criticized him, when they've said something about him or when he's played poorly. And he's like, I know I'm going to bounce back, but I also know people are going to come for me. And he says, like, you know, kind of the snarky things like, you know, years ago, he threw uh, like four or five interceptions against the, the Jaguars. And he said, you know, maybe I don't have it anymore. Maybe I just need to hang it up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm done. And then he proceeded to lead the Steelers to like a 10 game win streak throughout the rest of the year. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that he's done. You know, years ago, he said, you know, like, you know, people talked about, oh, he holds on to the ball too much. He's, he's trying to do too much. And then he would throw a game winning touchdown that way and say, I guess, yeah, that's me holding on to the ball too much. So he, he does these type of things that he says this. And what he said this week, he says, quote, we probably aren't even supposed to be here. I, I think the of the 14 games in, we're probably number 14. You know, we're we're not even favored by, you know, we're, we're, down, we're not even favored by 20 points in this game. Like, let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. So like, Playing the down, playing the underdog card, obviously, right there. And the Steelers are absolutely underdogs. I think they're 12 and a half points. Uh, the Chiefs are favorites. Like, and, and the Steelers know that. But that's also kind of what makes them a little bit scary if you're the Chiefs. And that's why Andy Reid said, you know, we're looking at them, at them like we're like they're a one seat because you can't afford to sleep anybody in the NFL. You know that. I know that. That's ha- it happens to every franchise, especially not in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs, because you sleep somebody there. You end up waking up the next day and you're like, oh, wait, that, that, that season's done. It's over. And the, Chiefs, the Chiefs can't afford to do that. So I think the Steelers are looking at it like, look, man, everybody be loose. They've, they have, I think, four rookies starting on offense. They've got like two, you know, they've, they've used at least five or six or seven different rookies to start throughout the season. This is a very young team. And Mike Thomas talked about the importance of right now of to get them used to not just late season AFC North football, the way that they, they did the last two weeks, but get guys like Najee Harris, Pat Fryer, Dan Moore Jr., who was healthy on Wednesday's on, on Wednesday's practice. Um, guys like Isaiah Loudermilk, who's filled in on the defensive line pretty well, and Trey Norwood, who intercepted Baker Mayfield at the end of the Steelers-Browns game. All these guys are rookies that he wants to say, hey, this is what this environment is like. This is what the playoffs is like. Soak it up now. Get used to this experience and understand what it takes to get here and what it takes to practice during these weeks because you guys are going to be part of the core that the Steelers are building moving forward. And that's a huge key because if you're looking, and I'm not saying that the Chiefs should be looking past the Steelers, but if you're looking at it from a Steelers perspective, they absolutely need to be looking at beyond just this season and get those rookies the experience, get them the playoff experience, get them the ability to feel how the game does speed up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've played in the NFL. You think you know what it's going to be like. The playoffs is faster. It's more, it's faster paced and it's just going to be a completely different ball game. They're going to find that out this week. And I think that's a great thing for the Steelers. Now, if you start looking and we kind of talked about this earlier, you start looking at the Steelers. One of the things that concerned me the last time we played was TJ Watt. Well, I knew he was coming off injury, so I wasn't near as much worried about it because I thought, you know, that injury is going to slow him down, especially ribs on a pass rusher. Anybody gets, you know, hands to your stomach, that's not going to feel very good. Right. Now he's coming back and he's healthier. 
How do you think he's going to be going into this game knowing what he has to do in order for the, the Steelers to have a chance in this game? Well, I mean, he's felt a lot better. You know, the cracked ribs haven't completely healed, but he's definitely playing at a higher level. Since that game against the Chiefs, when he came back and only registered a single tackle, he has five sacks in the last two games. Um, you know, he has, uh, you know, he has, he has, he has, a, he has a whole bunch of tackles to go along with that. He's batted passes down. He's looked like his, like the, his old self. And, and you can even tell at times like he's not doing all the pass rush moves that he normally does that, that has made him, you know, tie Michael Strahan's uh, in a single season NFL sack record. But I mean, th- but this is also why they love TJ Watt and why they paid him such a big contract before the season started. They wanted to make sure that, Hey, this is a guy who steps up, who steps up in big moments, who finds ways to, to compete and who loves the game of football and takes it seriously every step of the way in his preparation. He's looking at different matchups, ways to beat guys, finesse moves, strength moves, inside shoulder, outside shoulder, which techniques he needs to apply. This guy has grown every year. And and, and I'm a guy who covered TJ Watt in his first ever training camp. And I remember all he had was a push and and pull move coming into camp. And James Harrison back then was working on him. He's like, hey, work this into your technique, work this into your technique. And then by, and, and like, you know, early on that year it showed, but then it faded throughout his rookie season. By his second year, those things were part of his game. And each year he's continued to add more, make him a little bit quicker, make him a little bit sharper while also getting stronger. And that's what's made him such a beast. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm doing everything I can to make sure he is a non-factor in this game. Because when he has played more than, I think, only 40 snaps in a game this year, the Steelers are 9-2. and two. And, and and two of those losses are the uh, – um, the, the Chiefs and the uh, actually, actually, I believe it was actually the Bengals and the Packers. But the two two losses, he's coming off of injury, and you look at that, he's a big part of all of it. When they've up, when they upset the Titans, big part of it. When they upset the Bills, big part of it. And those are the one in the three seeds this year. The Chiefs do not want to be on that list to to be to say, to say now the Steelers have now beaten the one, two, and the three seeds of the AFC play, playoffs this year. And a big factor is make sure TJ Watt is, an, is a non-factor. If you have to leave Travis Kelsey and leave Travis Kelsey, and if you need to make sure a guard and a tackle and, and a tackle take him, do that too. But don't let him beat you. Even though Cam Hayward also has double-digit sacks in the season up the middle, you're going to have to take care of him. And Alex Highsmith, you saw in the last game, he got to Patrick Mahomes one time and even forced a fumble that bounced right back to Kansas City there is so many things that you can take away from the last time they played but there's a lot of things that you really can't Kansas City is going to be in a different situation because they'll have Travis Kelsey back mm-hmm. Tyree Kill is not coming off the COVID list which mm-hmm. I, I do think affected him in that game uh and then you start looking at the rest of you know just how this game was going to be played and, and how the Steelers are going to go against Kansas City how if you were the Steelers defense are you attacking this Chiefs offense because you asked me about the offensive line. You have already seen what they've been able to do earlier this season, but this is going to be a different group that you're going to be going against uh, when when it comes to the offense because now they're going to have Travis Kelsey. Now they're going to have hopefully a full-speed Tyree Kill, and you have the different weapons that caused Pittsburgh so much trouble the last time around. One of the biggest factors, I, I, I wrote about this for DKPittsburghSports.com in a film review I did, uh, was looking at the Steelers. The, a big part of the Steelers' success this year on defense is also their secondary, not just their pass rush. And their secondary specifically because of Terrell Edmonds and, of course, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick may not have had all the interceptions that he's had in the last two seasons, but 
And this year, he's had several breakups that have been that have been extremely clutch at times. He had a, he had a couple against the Chiefs the last time um, that, that that saved big plays. Terrell Edmonds is more of an eraser where he lines up on your tight end and he tries to take him away. And when he's not on your tight end, that's usually when he gets his yards. But I mean, you look at some of the plays that he made while covering Mark Andrews last week. He had an interception and two pass breakups. He's a guy. He has the size and the speed and the quickness to to move all around the field. He can cover running backs. He can cover receivers. This is where, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm a little bit worried, saying, "Hey, make." sure you identify who those guys are on and what they're trying to do because the Steelers are going to try to get Minka Fitzpatrick in some scenarios where he can play center field and maybe jump a pass that Patrick Mahomes throws because Patrick Mahomes you know whereas he's a great quarterback and I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL he can be he has thrown more interceptions this year and there's times where he thinks he can fit something into a into a pocket where it's like you know hey your throw might be good enough but this defense might also might also be sitting on that and your or your receiver might not haul it in and give them a chance to, to jump it this is where the Steelers have to play and like listen every Steelers fan knows they're completely outmatched in this game if if this were if you were to play this game 10 times the Chiefs would probably win eight of those eight of those games but the Steelers just need one of those times to work so for them they're going to try and orchestrate ways to get the matchups they want that will create the turnovers the Steelers in only two of their wins are are, are wins that they didn't win the turnover battle and and that's been a big factor of of, of their big victories this this year in almost all of their losses, they 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 they've lost the turnover battle. They did against the Chiefs three to nothing last time. If you can, if the Steelers can 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 find a way to limit the turnovers on offense, but create turnovers turnovers on defense, it's going to that their their goal is to pull the Chiefs out of the style of football they love to play, which is more normal football in 2022. You know, throwing the ball, scoring, decent scoring. You know, making you know scoring in the 20s and the 30s. The Steelers want this to be a slow drag them out, drag them down in the mud game where both teams are playing tough defense and it's going back and forth and it's going to come down to a flip of the coin in the final 10 minutes of the game you know can ben roethlisberger's clutch factor kick in like it like it did in this past game and heck all the steelers except one all but one of the steelers wins this year chris have come by a single possession the the you know and part of that is ben roethlisberger in those moments being able to to keep his cool and even though he doesn't have the the cannon that he used to he doesn't have the mobility he used to when he was younger he still has those ways to say you know what I'm not rattled in these moments. I can pick at a guy who is. He, he did that to the Ravens last week. He did it to the Browns. He's done it to a, more than a few teams this year. I can really see if the Steelers can drag the Chiefs there, that's when it's a puncher's fight, and that's where the Steelers want to be. And I'm glad you bring that up because I think that's a huge key going into this game. One of the things that Kansas City's done so well when they've been winning is taking care of the football and forcing turnovers. Uh, a couple of those turnovers against the Steelers were kind of funny. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Not expected turnovers when they came. But the thing that really sticks out to me in this game is if if Pittsburgh is going to win this game, they have to find a way to score 30 points, in my opinion. Because I, f- I feel like Kansas City's offense has shown that they have the ability to score 30 points on just about anybody. Uh, and I do think that their offense is going to get things figured out uh, this week. Do you think that the Steelers have the ability to go and put 30 points on the board against this Chiefs defense? Not offensively, but the Steelers have also found unconventional ways to score this year. If you look back at their win over the Bills and their their almost comeback against the Chargers, it took block punts that they returned for touchdowns to set to set those up. Um, the Steelers special teams, they also they had against the Packers, they had a blocked field goal that was returned for a touchdown, but called back for a fall uh, for an offsides penalty that later was reviewed. And the NFL said, we goofed that up. That was not offsides. Um, the Steelers, they're going to need defense and special teams. Like I'd expect, like also, if I'm the Chiefs on special teams 
I'm max protecting. I'm not letting the Steelers get any jump on my kicker or my punter in situations because they they know that the Steelers like they have nothing to lose here. They're going to go. They're going to go all out. They're going to throw. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. So protect yourself in those situations. Don't don't try to you know go down and cover the punt as as much. Protect your guys. You know make sure that you're reading. You're you're you're, you're watching your keys on on field goals to not let guys come off the edge. Um, those are going to be big factors because when you're talking about scoring points, the Steelers have been doing it with the offense, the defense, and the special teams. So if I'm if I'm the Chiefs, yeah, I I agree. The Steelers are going to need to put up more points in this game than they have through most of the season. But a big factor that could play into that is can they get some turnovers that give them short fields? Can they get turnovers that, that get them automatic points? And can the special teams produce a touchdown or two? Those are going to be again, the Steelers, they're not going to play a clean game. This isn't going to be a pretty win if the Steelers put it out. It's going to be an ugly win that everyone would look at on on the, on the next day on ESPN, like, huh, that happened. How like, that that's happen? what's going to come. That's what's going to come down to. So if the steel that that's what the Chiefs need to prepare for is the Steelers to try and make this an ugly game, pull them down to their level. If the Chiefs avoid that, they'll win this going away. Uh, but that that to me is if you're if the Steelers score thirty points, it's because their defense and their special teams kicked it into an extra notch in this game. Yeah, and that's huge. Those two phases can really change the way that the game is played, and I do think that that's going to be something to watch in this game. Thank you, Chris, very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really enjoy these crossover editions. Uh, so good luck. I would love to say good luck and actually mean it this week. I really don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that is it is the playoffs, and everybody wants to advance. Absolutely. It's a pleasure doing these with you, Chris, every time. Uh, Locked on Steelers fans, you know, you can find me at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram. But hey, go like I always say for Locked on Steelers, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review with a positive comment. That stuff helps us out. Steelers fans, go do, go do that for Chris and the Locked on Chiefs podcast over there. They do great work with Ryan over there. They're, they're, an ama- they're an amazing show. I've worked with both of these guys before. It's an awesome time. So give them a five star review with a positive comment as well. When you when you listen to this, and you're like, hey, that's a reasonable change, dude, over there. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. You have a good one, and we will talk to you.